with Drake and Associates. I'm Tony Drake with your weekly market minute on Monday, October 5th, 2020. Stocks advanced last week propelled by hopes that legislators might reach an agreement for a new fiscal stimulus package and general optimism generated by a few corporate deal announcements and initial public offerings. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 1.87%, while the S&P 500 increased 1.52%, and the NASDAQ gained 1.48% for the week. The summer brought an economic rebound and a continuation of the stock market rally that began in the spring. In late September, the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta's GDP Now tracker estimated real gross domestic product growth of 32% for the third quarter. All three of the major Wall Street benchmarks advanced in the third quarter. The S&P 500 added nearly 8%, ending the quarter up 4% for the year. Even so, U.S. equities slumped in September as traders worried that the stock market might be getting ahead of the economy. In Washington, the Federal Reserve altered its monetary policy stance and forecasted low interest rates for the near future. Hopes for another economic stimulus dimmed in Congress. On Main Street, though, the coronavirus pandemic remained top of mind, but improvements in hiring, consumer confidence, and retail sales were evident. Entering the fourth quarter, analysts are wondering how the financial markets might manage some of the unknowns. A potential uptick in COVID-19 cases in the fall, the pace of vaccine development, the outcome of the presidential election, and undetermined prospects for additional economic support of the business community and households. We did, though, in the U.S. economy see many positive signals in the last quarter. Millions of Americans went to work again. Monthly net job growth topped 1.7 million in July and 1.3 million just a month later. Unemployment, which had hit 14.7% in April, fell from 10.2% in July to 8.4% in August. And the U6 rate counting both underemployed and unemployed Americans declined from 16.5% to 14.2%. Consumer confidence, as measured by the Conference Board's monthly index, also leaped to 101.8 in August from only 86.3 in July. Households kept up their buying as retail sales were up year over year through August, even though supplemental unemployment benefits expired at the end of July. We also saw a variety of industries growing, according to research from the Institute for Supply Management. When ISM's monthly purchasing manager index for manufacturing and services sector surpasses 50, those sectors are judged by ISM to be expanding. ISM Services PMI was at 58.1 in July and 56.9 in August. The manufacturing index reached 54.2 in July, a month that saw a 6.4% rise in U.S. factory orders and 56.0 in August. Home sales also soared as the summer began, and although that momentum tailed off a bit, sales did not retreat. Residential resales were up 24.7% in July and another 2.4% in August. New home buying increased 4.8% for August after a 14.7% jump in July. Housing starts and building permits were also both up 17.9% in the first month of the quarter, but then they both declined as permits dipped 0.9% 
and new starts dip 5.1% in the eighth month of the year. For more than a century, the Federal Reserve has had two primary monetary policy objectives, to manage inflation and to guide the economy towards a state of maximum employment. Historically, managing inflation has come first, so it made news on August 27th when Federal Chairman Jerome Powell announced that the central bank would seek to achieve inflation that averages 2% over time, rather than proactively adjusting short-term interest rates when inflation approaches that generally established target. In other words, it would tolerate a little bit more inflation than it had in the past as a trade-off for a spurring economy. The Fed kept federal funds rate in the 0 to 0.25% range in the quarter, and its September consensus interest rate forecast showed expected no change for that short-term rate through 2022. As we take a look at the global economy, we saw those economies worldwide continued to labor under the coronavirus pandemic. The International Monetary Fund and Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development revised their estimates of global economic activity for 2020 and 2021. The IMF sees a 3% contraction for global gross domestic product this year, with the global economy growing 5.8% next year. The OECD estimates a 4.5% pullback for global GDP in 2020, and then a 5% rebound in 2021. The quarter ended with no agreement yet on a post-Brexit trade deal between the United Kingdom and the EU. As we look forward ahead this week, we'll see the PMI index coming out on Monday and also the Institute for Supply Management. Tuesday, we'll see job openings and labor turnover. On Wednesday, we'll see the Federal Open Market Committee meeting minutes. And Thursday, we'll get our weekly jobless claims. With Drake & Associates, I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner, News Radio. WTMJ.